Pacheco finally gets his elusive first victory, but that's not even the biggest storyline coming out of Bahrain. Georgie, Georgie, Georgie. A star is born. Let's jump the star. Gentlemen, welcome in, welcome back, Jump to Start F1 podcast, what a freaking race guys. My name is Wellington, I'm here with two of my closest friends, Ruben, hi. What's going on guys? Yancy, hello. No, 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 no. What the heck was that? <laughs> That's how um, Carlos Sainz says hi and bye. <laughs> In his language, that's high and by, right? Wow. In the, uh, in the no, 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 no. <laughs> in his gibberish. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, before we jump into it, I just want to make sure you guys, um, obviously, hit us up on the socials at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Jump to Start, uh, what is it? Jump to Start Racing at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And obviously, we're on YouTube, Jump to Start Racing Podcast, and we are on all podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I'm not even looking at you, bro. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry. All right. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Boom. <gasps> Guys, please hit us up. We've had a lot of fun on socials. Uh, let's jump right into it because it's going to be a long one. Uh, Let's Oof. talk first about news leading into the race that kind of sets the stage for the race, the right? One week we don't do a a preview, a podcast. dedicated preview podcast. The damn breaks. Yeah, it wasn't the floodgates. <laughs> what was it? Oh Monday morning, Lord. we're all greeted as we wake up. Lewis Hamilton diagnosed with COVID. Uh, obviously, sets up, sets up missing the race. It is the second F one driver this season. Obviously, the COVID season. That is affected with obviously Checo Perez missing. No, third. third. It's the third. You're right. Because yeah, Lance Stroll. Stroll. Lance Stroll hit it. That's why I missed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, he's the third driver. Um, obviously, we, we wish him a speedy recovery. The only news we had gotten from uh, or about him was from Total Wolf saying, oh, he's not doing all that well. Uh, so obviously. Well, today he, he they said he's on the right track. Um, we'll talk about it later, but we don't know, still yet to know if he will be able to make it to the next race. Just because, not because he's sick, it's just because of the protocols that F1 has to take just to get into Abu Dhabi. Actually, you're right, yeah. yeah. Also, don't, Louis, you're good. We'll see you next year. Please. Be fine. Yeah, go home, go home. <laughs> go home. Stay, stay home, stay safe, that be good. That news literally was... Just like turning over the one domino on the domino set, <laughs> and then just everything just started going crazy. I mean, aside from the fact that we had that huge accident with Roman Grosjean, yeah, it was just you know news story after news story, and I'm like, what was is going week. on? It was a crazy week, yeah, yeah. So from there, the, obviously the rumors start flying. Who's going to replace Lewis on in the Mercedes car? The best, some say, the best Formula One car ever made. Uh, the best car on the Definitely track. Definitely the fastest F1 car ever made. Yep. Yeah. Um, so who was going to replace him? Stoffel Van Dorn was the designated Mercedes reserve driver. 
Uh, he had the super license. Obviously, Esteban Gutierrez is the other one. He does not have a super license. Correct oh, me no, if I'm wrong. He does not. But then out of out of nowhere, from the left side with a chair, um, George Russell uh, started to become rumored to just come. Obviously, he's a Mercedes development driver on loan, you would say, to the Williams team. And turns out that that rumor, they made they struck some type of deal, uh, Mercedes and uh, Williams, and George Russell is the one that ends so up in Lewis Hamilton. Mercedes seat. RKO'd everyone. So what did, what did you do with that chair? He he hit him. I don't yeah. know <laughs> who did he smack up the head. Came Van Dorn. Yeah, he's gone. That's it. I think I think Russell hit me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> wow. You imagine F1 drivers in a WWE ring? <laughs> Bam! Give me the car. <laughs> wow. So. <laughs> you guys could obviously stop me interject whenever you want but George Russell's in the Mercedes seat obviously everybody is pumped because now he's in a sh- he gets a shot at being in a top car with an actual chance to finish not just in the points but on the podium and potentially win a race well George Russell is considered to be same talent level as maybe a Max Verstappen and a Leclerc being a young driver obviously Verstappen's been in in the paddock or on the grid a lot longer than these two guys, but they're considered same talent level. He's highly rated F2 champion. Everybody wanted to see if he got a chance with the top team. Can he do the same thing that Verstappen and Leclerc have done and run at the top with the big boys? Uh, he certainly proved it this week and that he can. I think for, for Russell, it was just, yeah, for example, to get a chance like he got to show it because he's been showing on his good, with the Williams, just by at least being at, in 12 or whatever, you know, qualifying and stuff like that. Well, and beating you know. his teammate exactly. every single race. He didn't, you know, he didn't do it this weekend. 37 and 0 <laughs> at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. He's like the new Mayweather, you know, 37 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking everybody out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, we, we got to see it and we, you know, I think he, uh, I just, I can't, he I lived can't up to the hype, man. I can't comment too much on that. just, I feel, I still feel gutted for him. Like, yeah, the the number one Williams fan, Ruben. Yes, obviously. Yeah, man, this kid. Wow, so, man. Before thoroughly we, impressed. Yeah, before we still, but, yeah, but there's, there's still so much even to, more, to more. Yeah, of the carousel just, to go around. This is just a seat. morsel. Yeah. <laughs> so then, from there, to replace George Russell, everyone's favorite Twitter follow at Jack Eight Jack Aitken, or I'm sorry, at J Aitken Racer, Jack Aitken Aitken. I can't even say the name. <laughs> at Jack Aitken. Jumps in, the Williams um, reserve driver jumps into George Russell's seat. Another, what? Another. Well, that was that was a good move by them, though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was like, you know, what goes on. But like. this is another, I'll call it a kid that's good, that just needs a shot. You know, going forward, um, obviously this race, you had two new drivers on the grid being... Pietro Fittipaldi with Haas replacing mm-hmm. Roman Grosjean and you had Jack Aitken. So you you have a new generation that that always felt that they deserved at least a shot. They got their shot in F1 and they people get to see them how they handle F1 machinery. Second, you see George Russell going onto a top team, like we said, and, and just 
get with all you know as crazy as it is has no time to prepare he said he had time he prepared a powerpoint so he had (laughs) (laughs) he prepared his presentation you know he goes in and he and he uh and he says that it was like fitting into a bathtub imagine driving a bathtub that goes 200 miles an hour around the track um, he's taller than Lewis too so he's a was, lot taller yeah, than Lewis so it was very uncomfortable he's a lot taller sure. than Lewis his feet are obviously bigger than Lewis <laughs> whatever that means um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah man it, it you know and then this almost oval which I can't wait to start talking about it because it was actually a lot it was a better race than we thought it would be absolutely and and w- there's reasons for that and we can go i go over that later because i obviously i'm a fan of indycar and i watch a lot of oval racing and um i've become uh, oval racing is an acquired taste and i've become a fan of oval racing just because of the races that it throws up and this had elements of that so I mean, uh, the three of us obviously we we talk about it separately offline. But like, I was actually very, I was like, oh, it's time, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's time for Jack Aitken. Forget about Russell. <laughs> <laughs> but then the other move was Pietro Fittipaldi filling in for Roman Grosjean, who still obviously overcoming his and trying to overcome his injuries. Uh, he'll miss he missed this past weekend. He'll miss Abu Dhabi. Uh, unfortunately, pretty much the end of his career. Uh, there was a Sky Sports interview with Roman Grosjean. If you guys have not watched it, watch it. I'll make sure to link it in the uh, show notes. Very sentimental, very touching where he's describing, you know, he named the fire or, yeah, he named it Bernois. He, uh, <laughs> Bernois, yeah. He was looking to see, you know, he, how often, or he had to try three times to get out of the car and how he finally was just... In a matter of seconds, by the way. It's just a ma- amazing that it was... The, the clip that there was circulating, obviously, was I didn't see the entire interview. I saw the clip that was circulating it was about eight minutes, and he, just even watching that was enough. Just the way he described that whole ordeal, it was so vivid within his mind because he remembered everything, and everything that went through his head. Everything that went through his head, and it's just, it's twenty seven seconds. We don't even remember what happened the last twenty seven seconds, and it was so vivid the way he described it. It's insane in, in detail, yeah. and we're talking about an event where he almost lost his life. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, he. Well, you said it was eight eight minutes, right? So he the, was able in he was able to describe twenty seven seconds in eight minutes. That's how much your body, the adrenaline kicks in, and then just everything. It's like bullet time, right? Yeah, and and then just all the thoughts that go into his head, him trying to get out, um, just the fact that he was able even to you know, thought about his family and his kids and that was what he needed. That thought was what he needed to just try to get out of that situation um, and spring out. And it was, it was pretty insane because anything in the, so many things could have gone wrong there. And he even said, when he went, when he went into that barrier, I, I saw the pictures, it was tilted. So he couldn't just like, it wasn't like he just got up straight up off the car. He had to, kind of like twist himself out of how do you do that all of that going on dude is a hero that was insane and and just for him to describe it for us so we can get a sense of what he goes through what he went through at that moment uh pretty powerful stuff man 
pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, I will never forget watching that race, us three together. Yancey stands up as the fireball comes up. And I'm in my head, I'm thinking, this guy's going to be fine, right? He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Not even knowing who it is. Yeah. When I saw the fire, I'm like, that's, that's serious. That's not normal. Because you haven't seen something like that since maybe the 80s, and that was rare in that, where it was very prevalent. I said in the last podcast, that was super prevalent um, during the 70s when those cars would blow up. So it was a shock to all of us, especially a newer generation, because we're not used to seeing that. In any racing series, we're not used to seeing that. And um, obviously, there's going to be a thorough investigation of why that car went up in flames, and I'm pretty sure that they'll get on top of that. But, um, yeah, man, that you know, coming into that race, oh, well, coming in, you know, coming out of that race was pretty somber because, you know, um, it's, t- it's tough to see that. And uh, I'm just glad that he got out okay. Absolutely. That's the best thing, that he got out okay. He's able to tell the story of what happened, and yeah. we are actually enjoying it. And, you know, get some sense of sentiment from it, from him, especially saying it. I know. I think seeing him with a little, with a little, you know, wraps in his hand and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 had a chance to race uh, this upcoming weekend, but his hands weren't going to be fully healed. So no. So obviously, um, you know, I mentioned last weekend uh, that may it, it could be possible that he would wouldn't even want to race again. Obviously, because something like that happens very Basically. traumatic, but. He's a racing driver, and uh, he's thinking about his future. Uh, just by him saying that, you know, his hands are not going to be fully healed. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to risk further injury to his hand. Means that he's thinking about um, one. He wants to have. He even mentioned that he wants to have to close out his F one career. He wants to have a, a separate test. Mercedes even uh, Total Wolf even offered it. If nobody Can you else, imagine? no, yeah. If nobody else, yeah. if nobody else, else you're within you know the teams that he's in. He's obviously with Renault and Lotus and Haas. If 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 uh, they don't give him that opportunity, obviously there's cost involved. Total Wolf offered that they would give him a test just so he can, you know, end off on the right note and then he can go off and do whatever. Stand up guy, that Total Wolf. Yeah. yeah. We'll hear about that later. Yeah. Any uh, closing thoughts? All right. So Lewis Hamilton out due to COVID. George Russell in the Mercedes seat. Jack Jack Aitken. Why do I keep screwing that up? Jack Aitken in the Williams seat. And Pietro Fittipaldi in Roman Grosjean's Grosjean's Haas. I'm just nervous. First American to race for Haas. First American, yes, American-born driver to race for Haas. Yes, everybody thinks Fittipaldi. They think, but isn't he no, Brazilian? He was, he, he's from his family is Brazilian. Family he was born in the he U.S. Was born oh, in the U.S. Yeah. I didn't know that. But he does fly though. He flies under the Brazilian flag though. Well, I'm glad we saw him in a in a seat. Obviously, we, I do enjoy him also being a commentator when he does. With yeah, him. after after the races with Buxton, and he he, ra- he raced an Indy car also. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but he got a he had a I think well. And he he was racing an IndyCar. He's gonna do actually a pretty a pretty good amount of races. But then he had that accident, and I think it was in Spa uh, with WEC, and he broke his leg. And um, yeah, he was out for a while. So didn't know that. Yeah, and he's also he's this is like the first family that you know grandfather, father, and son race in Formula nice. One. I think they have a total of like five or six people family in that members. family that wow. have raced in F one. Even like the son in law of. of uh... Yeah, older Filipaldi. Yeah, um, Emerson Filipaldi. Emerson, yeah, two-time I, champ. I blanked on the name there, but so any other closing thoughts? Obviously, Stoffel Stoffel Van Dorn got 
kind of screwed there. I know you were upset about that. I was, my boy. But he was, he was in the paddock. He was with. Yeah, he was with ready. The team. He yeah. Uh, Louis Delatraz, what happened there? He was supposed to be next in line for Haas, but, you know, whatever. Uh, all right, well, whatever. Maybe super license status kind of thing, too. Also. Who knows? There's also details. You know, there's also there's a weed that are not that we don't brought to light right away. Yeah, yeah. So, with uh, I know Bandona, maybe because he was there just to test the Formula E car. He was not there to race a Formula One. I think one. that, it, it, you know, being that Russell is a Mercedes driver, and obviously you have your two drivers that are set. And the your, reserve. Your main driver is Lewis Hamilton, and nobody's going to take him take him away from that car, especially if he's not in that top form. Botas is, on his, is, you know, Botas is what it is, but he's driving very well. Um, you're not going to get an opportunity, unless it's a, uh, in a real race situation, you're not going to get an opportunity to put George Russell, which is supposed to be, Basically, your next your your development driver. Basically, the heir to to Lewis's throne <laughs> at, at at Mercedes. It's very tough to get him into that car, especially if he's driving for another team. Um, Total Wolf. I think a lot of know, chips are to fall, fall in place oh, yeah. for it to happen. Uh, to, Total Wolf is. Um, you gotta admire this guy as the years go on because this guy seems to pull off moves within that paddock that. Nobody else would be has the to. wherewithal to do it, yeah. and he he manages to not to do it, but do it with such with uh, grace and and respect. He would have been a great CEO. Yeah, he's um he managed to do that. He you know was I think George Russell said he got a total of like sixty four calls within a span of a few hours just to get everything written down and contract and everything. Wow. Um, yeah, so, but Toto Wolf pulled it off, got him in the car, and thank you, Toto. That was, that was awesome. That was awesome. But that's why you see guys like Russell, Ocon, everybody orbit the Toto Wolf uh, empire, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and there was a little bit of doubt, uh, obviously, because we haven't been able to see Russell in a good car as to if if he's really that good as much as he's hyped up to be. And uh, we What do you think is? Yeah. Let's get to it, guys. Yeah. Race weekend review. Gentlemen, a short <laughs> look back to the past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, look, the practices. Uh, uh, we were all hype. Everybody was hype. Uh, the Twitter world was hype. Uh, George Russell, fastest in, P in FP1 and FP2. Uh, unfortunately, he fell in FP3 and qualifying. He was is there anything else to talk about with practices? No, right? Like, just no. It was just adding to the to the mystique. to the hype, man. Yeah. This the practices were like when you see uh, when you have a fight night and you have the uh, the the the, build the the build ups, the press conferences. That's what practices were. I was like, all right, this is gonna be good. <laughs> this is gonna be good. And it was a fight between obviously the midfield. We know it was gonna be super close. That's the the what is it? The undercard. Yeah, well, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, but uh, we we wanted to see what uh, young George could do. Uh, young Georgie could do against Botas. Absolutely, the seasoned veteran at Mercedes. Man, wow, man, what an awesome weekend of racing! But uh, qualifying. Uh, I actually pulled up the wrong qualifying, but for qualifying itself, it ended up with. Uh, 
it was kind of tight, but Boras, not kind of tight, but it was definitely tight. Boras ended up on pole with George Russell behind him by 0.026 of a second, 26 thousandths of a second. Uh, Max I'm Verstappen. Glad you said that because I can't. Milliseconds, huh? No, no, thousands. Thousands. Yes, that's exactly Is it? Yeah, milliseconds. I didn't pay attention in algebra. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be left behind too far, Max Verstappen was actually three hundredths of a second, so 30 (sighs) milliseconds. So that's that's how tight, that's what happens when you have such a short, quick lap that these times, there's just not much of a differentiation. And fourth place in qualifying... Charlie <laughs> with a bomb. Wow. Lap. What a lap. What a lap by Charles. That was like homo homo wheel. I'm done. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> he and even more impressive that he had that just one run on a very abrasive track on a soft tire and he he said he got, he got that lap done. He said that was a good lap. <laughs> that, that, wow. He's like, whoa! He guys. he impressed himself. Yeah, Jeez. he impressed himself. What a, I was not expecting that. I was like, wow! Yeah, he came out of nowhere. Came it did really did because at that point, uh, Max had just set the fastest lap. I think the Mercs were on old tires, um, so they weren't really up there. Uh, and then he came in and, and got second. I'm like, wow. But then obviously the two Mercs had to, uh, had down to the law. you know, they, they put new tires on and just said, yeah, okay. Well, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't do another run because he, he was out of tires. He was out of tires, yeah. So he already knew that he just needed to do that one run. He That's all he had. That's all he had left because yeah, obviously it's a, in a it's an abrasive track. You... you um, you know, you do these fast laps and it just wears your tire out. He just needed one run and that's it. I just think that um, even though he didn't have no more tires, but when they went, when all the teams pretty much, at least the top, the top guys went at it again, like at one last lap, nobody improved the time. The midfield probably did, but the top guys right. did not improve the time in the last lap they did. Tell you what, so it would not, you know, benefit them anyway. It goes to show you, I mean, the pressure's on. You have... You have a set of tires that you know are only going to last you that one lap, that one fast lap. It's going to last you an out lap, uh, an out lap, a fast lap, and an in lap. And uh, when you nail it like that, that's that's well, uh, the max performing. Grip, the, that, the tires do last longer than that, but just yeah, no, I'm just saying, just max, the degradation. Yeah, the you ju- won't get the peak performance. Yeah, from you're it. not. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and you'll see the times falling off for you to be in the pressure and do that. That's uh, Charlie did a good job, man. That was a great Charlie! lap. It was. It just goes, yo, he has been just consistently just like during qualifying, just put in a car where it just doesn't even belong. Same with the race. I cannot wait to see We talk about it all the time, but the future of F1 looks super freaking bright. Yeah. I don't want Lewis Hamilton to leave just yet. Sebastian Vettel, you can hang around a little bit. No, they can stay. Hang out. But get these these young guys. guys Get these young guys a good car so they so we can see what they can do. What he's saying is like that some of these older guys are also holding back the young guys. Because well, no, it's more like these are the the generation of champions that are still there. Yes, the old guard and but you always want to see that absolutely. You you want to see a mix uh, of everything. One of the matchups that we have been dying to see is. Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen going wheel to wheel. We Absolutely. Really see that. 
You want to see? Absolutely. We we finally we finally did get to see what well, we saw two. We saw Verstappen and Leclerc go at it before. Oof. But you want to see and and obviously you you've seen Leclerc go 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 up against it with with Vettel Lando as well. Vettel, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I'm just talking about like old guard versus oh, new okay, guard. Okay. We, we barely get to see that. So and hopefully we can we can see that see that more. But uh, you know you you want to see that with 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 the, with the old guard. You know, basically on the tail end of their careers, you got the new guys coming up. You always want to see that showdown. You want to see uh, uh, Michael Jordan versus and Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Dude, that's you know? exactly what I was thinking. You know, that, that's what you want to see. And and then obviously you want to see them go against each other as the old guard moves away. So right now, the talent level in F1 is, just is incredible. Control. out of control. And if we can get some cars where they can compete with each other, at least race each other, man... This sport has no limit. That yeah, honestly, that's why I was excited. To it sucks, but you know, thank you Van Dorn very much. But you're just not that guy. Let's yeah. uh, and then yeah. obviously we've seen the the respect level. Be, Van Dorn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, waffle, Browns waffle Alonso, Van Dorn. Man. We've seen the uh, respect Another level guy between. Into Alonso. Oh my god! Yeah, we've seen the respect level between Max and Lewis Hamilton just continue to grow throughout the year. That it, it just you see it all the time after the races. Yo, great job, guy! Blah blah blah. Like mm-hmm. almost had me. Uh, anyway, from qualifying to uh, I, I saw earlier like in the video, uh, Carlos Sainz giving. I guess thanks to Josh Ross for giving my toe. <laughs> I, I guess he's a nice guy. <laughs> Yo, that, that was actually really funny. Thank you for bringing that up. That he is just so not used to the the position, or I guess being a nice guy. That being ahead of no, people, he, he was just earlier on an earlier lap. He had gotten a toe from Signs. Not a you know not not done intentionally. Yeah, yeah. Intentionally, so he got a toe from from Science earlier. <laughs> then he gave Science a toe, but it was it was nothing. I guess that was really just hey, mm-hmm. I got this off for you early. Yeah, get it off for me now if you want. I guess he is a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was awesome. No 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 no. no. <laughs> How would you translate that? You know him being George also being a nice guy in, in the Carlos Science language. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. So qualifying, uh, P4 Leclerc, we talked about P5, Sergio Perez, P6, Daniel Cavia. Man, this guy, uh, you know what? It's going to be a shame to see him go. He, like, this he's, weekend killed him. he's been driving like he, I don't know. There's just he's a He's not lot a of consistent talent. driver, man. That's what you need. That seat is still open. He's good, but he's not going to be the next seat. That seat is still open. Daniel Ricardo P7, man, disappointing, dude. P8, yeah. Carlos Sainz, P9, Pierre Gasly, falling back down to earth, and P10, Lance Stroll. P11, Esteban Ocon, P12, Alex Alban. Just kind of putting it out there because it'll matter in a few moments. So qualifying was qualifying. It was actually pretty entertaining, I thought. It was. Um it was short laps, real close, real close lap time. Super fast. I thought it was gonna be a ton of traffic. In, in Q1 because 20, 20 cars on that short track like, but it wasn't even I thought issue. it was going to be like another Monza from a couple years ago right yeah or from last year yeah that would but nice. I, I think <laughs> I, I, it was an effort by the drivers also not to get in each other's ways too so. okay. I feel like there was can I tell you that I felt like they all did such a good job of getting out of each other's way yeah. I don't know if there was like a meeting obviously they do their drivers meeting but I don't know if they communicated beforehand how they're going to approach it but I felt like there was nobody impeding 
you didn't hear the cries over there. What the heck is, is that? A, or a, maybe the race director I mean, made him aware, saying, "Hey guys, maybe. we will be looking heavily into this." I think it was with, within them too, because it, does, it doesn't benefit anybody for no. you to hold anybody uh, back. You know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Everybody get their laps in, and you qualify where you qualify. May the best man win. But this underhandedness. I mean, and I don't think there was any underhandedness uh, when that happened in Monza. It's just, uh, you know. You're aware that this can't happen. Now they they have it in their head. And I think they did a really good job as far as letting the cars that have to go through on their fast laps or not getting anybody's way and just make sure that everybody has enough time to, to get their laps in. It was, uh, you know... Um, it was pretty clean. Show of respect for each other. As for the small the track, concerned. qualifying was clean. So the race itself, uh, we went through the qualifying uh, setup. So at the start of the race... Uh, remember that uh, Russell qualified second to Bodas is first. Obviously, what do we know about Bodas? He's horrible at the starts. Horrible, 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 horrible Once at the start. Again. He needs to spend the offseason just doing starts. That's it. But how can you even, you can't even I don't use care. the car. I don't care. Like, you know, put him blinded or something in a simulator. <laughs> and I don't know, like, you know, like, like do it a horse, or the horse version with a bell. And the bells, <laughs> they touch him in the back thing, and then they take away the touch, just the bell. I don't get how how he was P one on the good side of the track on the left one, which was uh, was the left side of the yeah, track. Yeah, the left side of the track, which is most rubbered in. How do you get a bad start? Like how did like how does the, that happen? And it was start. and it wasn't even like a, just a bad. It was a horrible start. So much uh, so, let's put let's say maybe his tires got too cold. I don't know. <laughs> so that so that's what me and Ruben were talking about. He had such a bad. Well, obviously Russell passes him on the inside, literally going into turn one. It didn't. It was ridiculous. But Boras on the medium tires, lined up first on the grid, had Perez and Verstappen behind him and Leclerc behind him on softs. So it's like okay, obviously into Q one, it should not into turn one, it should not make that much of a difference. But we saw Boras continue struggling. to fall back. After turn one, after turn two, he almost lost control after turn two, pushing Verstappen and uh, Perez further back. I'm just starting to believe that if you put Botas under pressure, he just folds. Dumpty Dumpty. Can we give Max some credit? Max, Perez? No, just Max. Max first. Because he did not, the monster was not out yet. He did he not. He backed off. Yeah, he backed off super one. early on that yeah. turn. It cost, turn one, he, it cost him. It yeah. cost him dearly. Yeah, it, he no, wanted it, to avoid the carnage. But that was he saw the carnage happening. I think before anything. But so it was gonna avoid. like if if they that would have been a disaster. They would have went three wide in that turn, especially with Leclerc going up on the inside. That's turn four. That's turn oh, four. Turn four no, no, no. I'm I'm thinking to myself. That's turn four, right? So oh, turn four was when that all that happened. Yes. yes. Okay, so turn. I'm getting ahead of myself. So turn four. We heard Sebastian Vettel last week say over the radio, man, this guy, he keeps doing the same thing. We didn't even know what he was talking about, to be 100%. At the same time. At, at the time. Mm-hmm. And at the same turn, too. And at the, at the same turn, yeah. Uh, was it the same turn? I don't, I don't know, because it's a different layout. But uh, regardless, Charles Leclerc last, last week sent it up the inside of the track, but was able to back out of a turn before hitting Vettel, or Vettel gave him enough, better, better Vettel gave him enough space. This time, circumstances were a little different. Leclerc sends it up at the inside of the track to try and just aggressively get it in there. Ends up hitting 
Sergio Perez, who was ahead at best, I'm going to be very kind because I'll say at best, Leclerc put, pulled even with him at the turn. Uh, but, you know, with track position, Perez turned in short and got essentially blasted off of the off of the racing line by Leclerc, who damaged his front left suspension. Yeah, broke the suspension. And as a result of the whole thing with Verstappen trying to avoid the carnage, goes off the track onto the gravel and then just slides into the wall, the wall ending his race too. He thought he, Verstappen thought that that wasn't gravel. Gravel. He thought it was uh, runoff tarmac it, because it looked it was gray. The gravel was gray, so it looked like it was like a tarmac. Like like he he would keep the grip and he went into it and then the car just kept going straight into the wall. And Leclerc, I mean, he needs to fix that that's three times i think he's done it already first time he hit um he hit uh he hit Vettel he hit Vettel in austria in austria um he almost hit him again last race and this time he guessed wrong he thought that chuckle was going to stay on the outside because he had who was the other car that was right next to him max verstappen it was verstappen <clears throat> he he didn't think that chuckle was going to turn in um and that's the normal racing line. I thought when I first saw it, I thought it was Checo's fault. But the normal of racing course. line it's never changed. <laughs> and answers were. <well. laughs> but the racing line is, you know, wide, going, you know, hitting that apex. And um and he was clearly ahead. Uh Leclerc guessed wrong and he hit him. And it was clearly his fault. He admitted it after the race too. He went to Checo Perez, uh yeah, trailer or whatever to, to yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Chaco wasn't too also bad. after that incident. <laughs> Russell was just out, dude. After the tur- after turn one, I thought that this was going to be a similar to Lewis Hamilton just, just disappearing into yep. the distance. And I see thought you later. it was uh, when that happened. I thought it was going to be as we thought the race was going to pan out, where these cars just get out ahead and nobody can catch up to them. So what was it? A virtual safety car right at the start, right? It was virtual, not full. It was full safety. Oh, it was a full safety car. And uh, the rest actually, you're right. And then the restart, George Russell did it well again, and he was just, just took off again, off just to gone. the quote unquote races, no pun intended. And from there, he pretty much controlled the race. And I don't know, I don't know what further to say there until the. Is there anything to talk about in the middle here until the Mercedes screw up? Well, we'll no, get to I, that. No, I think that's when the, the race started to come down. Yeah. It, it, Meaning, it, that's when like, okay, so now the action stops. Let me now, let me go get, get a drink. Let me get another slice of pizza because nothing's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. No, yeah, but it wasn't, it, it, there was there was more action probably in the midfield than there was yeah, in, but in, the, in the okay. front. We love that, but it's not getting that much coverage at the yeah, time. When we'll, get to, yeah. we'll get to the but midfield. We're, um, but I was just focusing, I was focusing on Russell. I'm like, yeah, go. Right. Go, Georgia, let's do this. Um, because you always... Like to see that that fairy tale of a young kid coming up and just bossing it, and uh, that's exactly what he was doing up until that point. So what happens? Jack Aitken loses control. I think it was like lap sixty-two. Loses control. Smashes. No, no you that's skip, later. Skip, skip. Latifi. You keep skip Latifi. VSC. The virtual safety car Latifi that killed signs and Ricardo's lap and race pretty much. Yeah, because everybody started trying to pit. Yeah, because it was a virtual safety car for mm-hmm. Latifi. I think it lasted maybe like about two three laps. 
Yeah. And that's at the ending of that safety car signs, you know, pretty much before them, a lot of people have already paid it, like just to cycle them through. And then at the time the signs on Ricardo oh, yeah. come in, that's when the virtual safety car ends. Right at that moment, we're coming in. It, it kind of happened. There's like one, what happened yeah. with Lewis. Yes. When, but uh, that's it. that virtual safety car was just enough time for Lewis to come in and nobody <laughs> else. Nobody else. Right. So that was signs and Ricardo that got killed. That was lap 28. Gasly also pitted. They went on to mediums, but at that point, the damage had been done because the virtual safety car ended just as they had pulled and into that the... dropped them so far yep. back. Yeah, that really... Which really... Is, and at that time, they were having a pretty good lap. I mean, a pretty good race. Which is what happens in remember, um, oval races. If, remember, if you if you mistime your pit stop... Bottas was third. I think at one point, Sainz was fighting with him at that, at around that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and because then, because both because and later Sainz, on in the race, you know, he does it again. But at that moment, Sainz was Sainz was running third on the restart, the original restart from the first safety car. Yes. Yeah, Sainz was running third, and uh, but he came in and and it was and just, that virtual safety car would have as helped. he was in the pit, the virtual safety car and, ended. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That virtual safety car would have helped Ricardo's and Sainz race so much yeah. if it would have been able to pan out. But mm-hmm. it's just you know it's part of racing. Yeah, it's. Was well, uh, over here pissed because he, he missed that one. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm pissed because <coughs> it would have made a much more interesting race than what we got. <clears throat> oh yeah, absolutely. But that's I said this before. Um, this when it comes. How's that soda, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Forgot the. That's only missing the. So, um, but oval racing. And this is what I saw just this race. Oh, when it comes to oval racing, obviously safety cars, or in in F one case, virtual safety cars and pit stops. When you make your pit stops, are crucially important because if, let's say, you come into the pit too late, you remember you're losing. the The lap is what like fifty five seconds, fifty four yeah. seconds. Mm-hmm. The pit stop is 23 seconds. You're losing half a lap. You're losing almost half a lap. So if you mistime your pit stop or something goes wrong in the pit stop, your race is over. Look at what happened with Paris. Yeah. Well, Paris had to, no, Paris, because of the first safety car, Paris had to pit, changed his tires. They saw the car was good, Mm -hmm. came back, he didn't pit again. But if you time it correctly, it could just catapult you. Then every incident afterwards benefited him. Right. Because he just right. kept, you know, all the climbs. He just kept on climbing. Because everybody position. was pitting around him. Everybody and he started was, cycling and he just around kept him. Going. Okay, okay. And you can gain a ton and of track position that way because the lap is so short. He gained what, eight, 16, 17? This so, had the elements of oval racing, which was cool. It was not an oval. It's not, but it had the elements just because of the short lap and the amount of time that you can lose in a pit stop. It was a Pokemon. <laughs> Carlos signs. Carlos Sainz uh, was third. When he pitted, he came out ninth. And then it was a battle to recover. Dan Ricardo then subsequently behind him was third and came out tenth. Mm -hmm. And then for him, it was- And lost style also to Sainz. Yeah. So it was uh, uh, a battle to recover from there. Uh, Then going forward, we get to the the Mercedes screw up with the Jack Aitken incident. Um, That was a, a BSC, right? That was a virtual safety car. Originally, no, it was originally a virtual, it was a VSC. Yep, and then it turned into a full safety. Then it turned into a full safety car with 
because they couldn't get enough time to be able to get the front wing off of the track safely for the marshals. Because the track is so small. Exactly. So, oh man, what a disaster. They didn't have a gap. Where Marshall could where, go and Yeah, because if you're on a long, twisty track, or even, let's say, the original Bahrain layout, you have enough turns where the cars are held up where you can get a marshal in there and take it out, but you can't do that. Not this one. You will fly away. That's why, <laughs> That's why. let's say, if you watch an IndyCar race, any little incident that happens, they're calling a safety car because they got to clean all that stuff up. Even if it's just like a, like a car slowing down, they got to clean the oil up or anything like that. Gotcha. They, it's a safety car automatically. But those safety cars make the race interesting because depending on where people pit, or, or if they decide to or, pit in that safety car, wait yeah, for another or, one. Or wait for another one. I mean, in this case, you know, pit lane doesn't close, but they they close the pit lane. So. And in the car, so it, it, this race had a lot of elements of like a or in car oval race, not a road track, but an oval race. And those are the type of things that you think about, and you gotta act quick. So, Boras and and uh, uh, Boras and Russell had originally built up a full, almost a full pit stop lead. Uh, the safety car gets called, and Mercedes calls for a double stack, which they have done a bunch of times. This they're year alone, they at least done that. like three or four times. Yeah. They're kings of that. They ne- they're flawless in that. This year alone, I think, right? They've done like three or four times. This Just this, just this yeah. year. So what ends up happening? Russell comes in first. They fit him with tires. It takes some time. The You see the front left wingman going, no, no. And like, whatever. They release Russell. Boras comes in. And like the, they just like refused to put the tires on or like to. No, t- they no. put the tires on. Then the Russell went out fine. Yeah, it just took a little yeah. longer. It yeah. was when Bottas came in that the front, one of the front tires gunman noticed, and he's going. But somebody else, the tire says GR instead of VB. Somebody else that is not part of like I guess the crew that jumps on the car, he notices too because he was making a bunch of signals. Yeah. When you're looking at the when you're looking at the angle from the, from out, but the front gunman is the one that's refusing. Like no, 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 take it out. Like he just. Going doing a bunch of and that's when it became a cluster, <laughs> yeah, a complete disaster. So what? So what happened at there was that they put on the tires for they Bodas. put on the new tires for both tires, and they take them off and put on the old tires that he the came into the pits. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they they got cold, and and the know. brakes were on fire because yeah. they weren't getting cooled down from the air, and it turns out that George Russell is in Valtteri Bottas's tires. And he had to come back and pit again, losing even more time. So that was a pit. twenty-seven second pit stop. Pit Delta. Yeah. Oh well, wait, wait, no, no. wait. Boras's pit stop. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine how much, how much, not only time but track position are you losing just on that stop if you mess it up? Well, well, they, that, which they did. They mess came up. out like in fifth, fifth, six, five or six, yeah. both of them. And then obviously, but Russell they came had like a, what? A, how long? How? Yeah, but how big of they a lead lost. They, they lost the lead they had. Plus, they came out five yep. spots behind. Yeah. Boras went from second to fifth in that stop. And then Russell had to stop again to get new tires because... Which is a, a little rule. I did not know about that. That if you get fitted with the wrong tires, then you have like three, three or laps. four laps. Three laps. You had three laps to come back, to come back, and, back and, and rectify the issue. If not, you're going to get a penalty. Exactly. So Russell didn't lose time with the original pit stop, but he went from first down to fifth. Uh, Boras overtook him when he was in the pit, in the pit lane. Uh, during that second pit stop. Okay, okay, okay. So in the first pit pit stop, he came out ahead again. Yes, but he, because he had to stop again. Well, Boras was behind them it, in the double stack, but yeah. then he they had such a lead that they had the pit delta mm-hmm. covered. So what ends up happening? Boras in fourth, uh, Russell in fifth, and you have Perez. Boras with all hard tires. 
bought us with old, old hard, hard his tires. old cold hard tires. Oof. Yep. Oof. So at that point when everything when the dust kind of finally settles, it's Perez in first who dude, I don't know how he did that. Perez in first, Ocon in second, Lance Stroll in third. Did I miss something? No. Was at that point that Perez? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, at that point he had already overtaken yeah. Ocon as well. Mm-hmm. Perez yeah, in yeah. first, Ocon in second, yeah, Lance yeah. Stroll in third, and then uh, Bodas in fourth, Russell in fifth. What a freaking disaster that turned out to be. Carlos Sainz in sixth, Ricardo in seventh, and that's kind of how things, like, well, that's not how things played out because... And Georgie said, don't worry, I got this. Well, yeah, they, he was pissed off. And um, the Mercedes team, Bono, Bono being Bono. Because you got to remember also, also what happens that um, they some of these teams, they see you pit, and obviously you came out of the pits, trouble. But, they, you know, Carlos Sainz, especially when he started complaining about Bottas being so slow, he doesn't know that Bottas tires are old. Are old, yeah. Nah, yeah. Nobody knows But that. he was holding up the entire <laughs> Exactly. Field. But they don't know why. They're wondering, oh, yeah. why is the Mercedes so slow? Yeah. Right. Unless the pit will tell right. him, yo. He called that on the radio. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And it's because, hey, he just pitted. Why is he so slow? Like, he so, said, come he on, said, get on it. What is this Merc doing? Yeah. yeah. Coming out of uh, coming out of those pit stops, though, you see Russell in fifth place. Bono tell him, just keep your head down. We we got this. You can make up the, the you could at least make up to uh, second place because, you know, obviously Bodas and then having to fight your way up. You see one of the greatest moves of the year. Yes or no? Yes. Absolutely. George Russell. Around, I want to say it was took two around, corners, two turn. I think it was around. Turn. It was it was up uh, the little squiggly part of the top <laughs> of the track. <laughs> the, 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 the little the, wiggles, yeah, the, where it looks like the the the, fro- the chocolate frozen yogurt emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it was around Pretty around much there, yeah. The part that's not a straight, exactly. <laughs> he uh, puts on one of the probably one of the best moves we've seen all year, and just ends up just blasting. sends it and just. Blasting past Valtteri Bottas. And Bottas had no pace. We uh, will link link to a tweet that we had sent out. Just obviously just amazed at the move that Russell was able to put on. Obviously, we have to think of the fact that uh, Russell was on new mediums versus or newer mediums versus Bottas's older, colder hards. But, dude, what a freaking maneuver from Russell. Uh, He is blasting past the, you know, making his way up the field. He ends up getting into second place when all hope is dashed. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> you hear Bono come over the radio. You have a puncture. What was it? Rear right, I believe. As and Carlos Sainz would say. <laughs> Russell has to come in and pit and thus robbing us of an amazing, what would have been an amazing last Finish. 10 laps or so. That would have been a fatality. <laughs> no, I, I think so, but um, not a fatality, obviously. We don't want to joke around, but... No, no, but not on that aspect. <laughs> I'm sorry. A Mortal Kombat fatality. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Life is not a video game, Ruben. Um, robbing us of a photo finish between Perez and Russell. What do you guys think would have happened there? It would have been that, I think, photo finish, but Perez would have been would have won. You no. think Perez would have won? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. George was going to win that. I think George had the car. As much as Perez would have wanted it, as much as he would have had the elbows out. George. And and then... The experience. And then um, George Russell. I'm sorry, bro. I was really impressed with George Russell this entire race. Everybody. I mean, 
and you know, let's let's see what happened. But I, I he would have won that race we if he wouldn't have gotten that puncture. We will see this weekend. It was he was I think no more than three seconds behind um, Paris at that point. I think it was like two point something seconds with about six laps left. Uh, eight laps. Eight laps left. Plenty of time for that Mercedes down those streets. Plenty of time. Dude, all I keep thinking about, what was it, Singapore last year or two years ago where uh, Paris couldn't get past Giovinazzi? <laughs> he just slams into him. I feel like that's what would have happened. He would have just, in order to, <laughs> like, hell no, I'm not giving up this first place. Just would have wrecked him. Nah, man, I think George was going to win that race had that, if that puncture hadn't happened. He was lapping faster than Paris. He, and, dude, he, it was, and, and, and he got the fastest lap too. And, uh, and, uh, and it was a piece of, uh, of his old, of his Williams car that actually caused that puncture, unfortunately. It's funny how, uh, funny like, how things work. Yeah. That when, sucks, just when he man. thought he was out, they pulled him back in. <laughs> I told the guys, I said, I'm not I'm I'm not rooting for anybody anymore. Because anytime I root for anybody, they lose. You're a curse? Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> this was this was the first time that I would that I've ever rooted for a Mercedes. And this happens. And I'm highly upset about that because I thought George was gonna win that race, man. Yeah, Russell at one point was lapping almost two seconds faster. Than uh, Perez. You're trying to tell me Jeez. he wasn't going to catch up to him? Come Dude. on, bro. Seriously? Yeah. In a short track like that, full of straights, in a Mercedes, the way he was driving? He was Boy. a man on a mission. Come I'm on. Looking at... <laughs> he said, if you, don't, if, you, if you haven't noticed me yet, you better notice me now. Sorry, I'm looking. I'm just trying to look at like a 50 lap. Lap 80, 55.4 for Russell, 57 flat for Sergio Perez. 81, 56.4 for Russell, 57.1. So it was seven tenths there, but like, dude was cooking, as they say. Um, So that that ends up. Up until the flat. Yeah. (laughs) Up until the flat. That flat paves the way for the most surprising podium that we've seen in quite some time uh we had sergio perez you think so? race winner well esteban Ocon, second place and lance stroll in third place so sergio perez race winner 190 races before his first race win Jeez. he's been racing since 2011 10 years in the game crying during the uh cool down cool. lap yeah he um I don't know. What do you what do you guys have to say? I mean, the two surprising podiums we had this year, I'm glad it happened to those guys. Which guys? Monza, Gasly, and you know, Paris this weekend. I, I but I uh, so the most surprising podium, I would still give it to Monza. To Monza. Yeah, who AlphaTauri winning a race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not going to see that. AlphaTauri, McLaren, and uh, Lance. Uh, and Lance we're talking Walter. about, a, 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 you know, the AlphaTauri is is not the class of the field in the midfield. Maybe you would we, we did expect the Racing McLaren Point to, to be, be up this there, good. The Racing Point yeah. to be up there. We didn't expect a, a, 
We didn't expect the AlphaTauri to win a race. So we asked this on Twitter, at Jump to Start F1, obviously, make sure to follow us, tweet at us. Uh, which unexpected win this season was more emotional? 73% called it Gasly's win in Monza, 27% Perez win in Bahrain. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Even though it's, you know, it's 1-1A, one one good for Checo. He deserved good. that win. Yeah, uh, let's not take away from it. I'm, I feel like I'm taking away from it already, but... What a, f- I'm sorry, go ahead. What a freaking win. Yeah. And. <laughs> Grande Checo. Dude, it's, remember, he gets hit on the first lap. Yeah. Is last. Falls back to last place and somehow comes back to finish that race in first place for his first win. That's a Lewis Hamilton drive. That's, you know, it's, my question is who I came out of this race as good as Checo was. And I had to remember, yeah, he came back from last and, um, but who drove better? Who was the better driver in this race? Was it Perez or was it Russell? I was impressed with George Russell, man, because in this race, you were able to see George Russell in different situations. Leading the race at the start and just pulling off. Taking I, taking the lead at the start. Taking the lead at the start. In a car that he couldn't, couldn't even remember what all the buttons meant. Yeah. He was still struggling that, <laughs> and with just, that during the race. And then taking off. And just taking off and just bossing that race. He was in the lead by far. Was going to win that race. Has to go through that pit stop mishap by Mercedes, which never happens to that team. That is the last team that you would think that something like that would happen to, and it happens. And he still manages to fly up the field and almost take the lead before he gets a puncture. And then on top of that, he falls back to like, was it 13th or 14th place? And still manages, even after that, to get get into ninth place and score his first F1 point. He fell back to 14th place on lap 79 and finishes... He ended up finishing in a ninth, ninth place, place with the fastest lap. Every situation, not all situations, but any big situation that you can put a driver in, George Russell was in that situation and shined. Like Toto said, Toto Wolf said it, a star was born tonight. That was such an impressive drive. Even though he was in the Merc, that was such an impressive drive. As opposed to, now you have Checo in the racing point, obviously a team on the move up, gets into an incident, no fault of his own, and somehow manages to overtake almost the entire field. Obviously, the pit stop strategy plays in his favor because they did it right, and he winds up being the first and holds first place. What's more impressive to you? What's you, what's more impressive to you, Ruben? I'm, and I'm biased a little bit because, you know, Checo, we've been to Mexico. We see the love they have from over there. <laughs> So see the love there. I just sent you guys the picture of their every front, page front page on every newspaper. That's How crazy, crazy is that? So uh, how about you? Wells? I'll what give you the answer. Well, I'll give you what I think is, is my answer, right? We see in this race, the combination of the combination and the culmination of everything that Checo is, right? He got hit, kept his head down, kept the veteran mentality. The team helped him with that too. Came out in softs, right? Fell down to last place pitted during the VSC onto mediums 
mediums until lap 47, right? From lap 47 to lap 87, making the same hards work. That, the the Mr. Consistency, the, the uh, what is, traction control, yeah. Checo, though, saving his Built tires. Built-in tra- tra- uh, traction, traction control. control. That's what we saw, and that's what won him that race. Any additional pit stop there, he loses. Yeah. Esteban Ocon, one pit stop. He would have been no, right no, there. If you notice, I think in the last podcast we discussed the timings. The straw was pulling and stuff like that, how close they were. Look what the position he got. And I'm pretty sure if you go to his timings for this whole week, he was just one straight line with the timings and the saving of the tires. Not taking, you know, besides the... Who's that, Perez or Stroll? No, Stroll. Stroll, because these three guys that are on top, they're, they've been doing consistent timing when it comes to their races where... Yeah, like they'll have like minor lockups. Like for example, Straw had the the big lockup to you know when when Paris took him over. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure if you look out throughout his whole his whole weekend or this whole you know this whole race, all three of these guys had like consistency in time yeah. where they did not have too much down or too much up. They were consistently pretty much at the same time in the whole lap. Yeah, we actually posted uh, the F1 by the numbers race pace by mean, and Ruben is dead right. Freaking Lance Stroll's consistency. From lap, let's say forty-eight through this is the end of the race, just out of control. So that I don't know. Those are my thoughts as far as Perez and Russell. Obviously, Russell did a great job. He had the penalty, and I'll call it the penalty of having to do four pit stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Come on, bro. That was, I mean, should have been last. By it, listen, yeah. it, we're we're talking about um, two championship drives on. Two drivers that are not champions, and but you can see why they're so heralded. This race showed why Perez. It's a shame he doesn't have a seat next year, and he should be on the grid. And he'll definitely have a seat if he doesn't have one next year. Definitely be on the grid for twenty twenty two. Um, and you can see why George Russell is so hyped, and to not only come up last minute to a world championship team and perform like that was amazing as well. I mean, you know, it's one and one A, but I mean, to me, I was just thoroughly impressed with George Russell, but not taking anything away from Sergio Perez, man. He he killed it this race and obviously uh, deserved the win. Well, uh, George Russell didn't w- did win the actual driver of the day. But let's put things into a little bit of perspective. We saw Perez, Stroll, uh, Ocon, extremely, extremely consistent. They were the, obviously the top three finishers. All three of the, well, Ocon and Stroll only did one pit stop. Obviously, that helped. But George Russell, he his top end lap time was, I, I believe it was 1.3 seconds faster than the next closest lap. That's the freaking pace. This, this guy was a madman yeah. out there. When, when they told him, you are screwed up, it was... Lap 80, that was that insane lap. Lap 81, 83, 84, ridiculous laps as well. And that's, at some point, your battery's got to run out, but he's just still. He's flying. He impressed, man. He impressed. Esteban Ocon, do we have anything to add as far? It was an incredibly consistent race as far as his lap timing. Again, go to our Instagram post at Jump to Start F1, and you'll see the absolute consistency from Ocon. One pit stop. Um, on lap 41, me started on mediums and uh, went to hards. Just kind of managed his race. So. I just find it crazy that so many things happen in this race that we're 
kind of overlooking how good Ocon drove this race. Yeah. Yo, and he got his first podium. Too. Yeah. He got his, you know, it's just, these guys really drove well, but it's just, wow. This race really just. I, we know Stroll sucks, but he started on used softs and he did 42 laps on used softs. Dude. Is he starting not to suck for you, Ruben? No, he still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, like, I, I, exactly. So a that lot of good drives, man, this, this weekend. A lot of good drives. That would normally be, like, the story of the race. And that's, like, I don't know, like, not even something that. Last straw at one point, it was, well, lap 46, he was 10th place. And he was able to jump all the way up. It was it was a tire management. Yeah, yeah. It's those are, those are the type of thing I, I keep saying it. These are the type the type of things that if you do things the right way, especially the wrong with, things the right way, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you do it, if you do things the right way, especially on a short track where where you have a fast lap, um, you know, certain things can fall your way, and you can definitely take advantage of it. It's oval race, man. It, it, it this is not an oval, but it was. There was a lot of elements of over racing in this. Speaking of uh, being able to take advantage of, I guess, stuff, Lance Stroll, third place on the podium once again this season. Uh, what do we have to say about this, guys? Like, do are we ready to relinquish our mantra of Lance Stroll kind of just sucks and he's a rich guy uh, driving a very powerful car? This is his second podium this season. I believe it's his Monday. third overall. It's his third overall, third overall, yes. But he's just consistently there. Um, I think he's he not has... consistently there. I think that's what's wrong okay, with him. I okay. think I think it's right. just that he's in a good car. He's not a bad driver. He's not a great driver. He's kind of in the middle. But if he does what Checo has done throughout his career is be consistent, then you're going to see the tide turning on opinion of what we think and what other people think of Lance Stroll. Yeah. He's obviously not here just based off of daddy's money, even though it is a factor. He has been successful before. He has shown flashes of being a good race car driver. I wouldn't say a great one, um, but he has been improving. And we'll see what happens next year. He's going to have now a four-time world champion who is looking to rejuvenate his career at Aston Martin. Uh, we'll see how Lance Stroll holds up. I think that the races that Stroll participates on, that are that the incidents are not that, you know, are working to his favor, not on him, he does well. That, that's pretty much what... Has happened in the races that he that he's been you know that he because sh he shows that he has good lap race that he's able to maintain the timing on the, lap, on the laps. He just has to be away from the incidents. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see next year in what should be a better car once the uh, Aston Martin gets in there, gets yeah, their money in there. Absolutely. Um. All right. So that's the top three. What is what a strange shot. top three? Perez, Ocon, and Stroll. The Mercedes guys. That was kind of really the second story of the season or of the race. Russell, we've spent a lot of time on ready for prime time. I think oh, he's, yeah, yeah. He'll Bo show it again next weekend. Botas is in Hopefully. trouble, man. I man. no, I don't think Botas is in trouble next year, but he will be. <laughs> he will be soon. But, well, I mean, he's in kind. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Botas has a one year deal. He has a one year deal. He's been signing one year deals because 
the uh, Mercedes hasn't had any options as far as putting anybody better in the car. Now they do. With that performance is, is by it about Russell, better? is it about better or is it about somebody that's not going to ruffle Lewis's feathers like in twenty sixteen? I think it's about that. Ah, that could be it too. And and I think Russell would. But 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 we're talking about somebody who's not ruffling feathers, but can also be close to Lewis as far as giving him some kind of competition. And Botas has done that. It's not. Uh, it hasn't. That's why not, he's there, Yancy. It, yeah, uh, but that, okay. it's not Nico Rosberg competition. But it is. But it I think is, that's what Russell would bring. It is uh, Valtteri Bottas putting up a time and Lewis hustling that car to beat it by pretty close margins. It, it's, it hasn't been a runaway as far as so uh, we've talked about qualifying Lewis. On, we've talked qualifying, about, but not in the race. Well, in the race, when if Lewis gets ahead, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've talked about Nico Rosberg almost driving himself crazy in 2016. My opinion, obviously, that's because he wasn't the same driver level as Lewis Hamilton, obviously. Russell, I don't think, would have to drive himself crazy. I think that he is talented enough that he would... He's more talented than what than what Nico Rosberg was. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, because I think oh, he Ru- needs to Rosberg, Rosberg made it there. Russell, I mean, Rosberg shows signs of being a good driver... From the beginning, it, just like Russell, but he I remember Rosberg didn't land on the Mercedes when the Mercedes was on top. All right, so, uh, so Rosberg, he was there from the it, beginning. That's what here, I mean. Rosberg here, grew with the Mercedes here's car. A, here's Russell a, just landed on the great car and here's that showed it. I think is a good is a good is a good uh, good comparison. You can say that maybe Rosberg gradually became better, more like a, it's like a, like what Checo has become. We would never, we would never put before Checo at this level that he is right now, but he's gradually gotten better. Um, and the car then, too, yeah. Yeah, and then I know I got you. It's the car, but it's just I'm talking about just driving skills. Forget about the car, driving skills. Uh, Rosberg got better over time, just as Checo has. Uh, but then now you have, let's say, like a Seb, Sebastian Vettel, who's good right away, or a, a Leclerc who's good right away, or Verstappen good right away, uh, or, or even a. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, how can I forget that? Almost won the championship his first season. That talent level, that's where we're kind of putting George Russell, that he's good. We can put him in a in a top-line car and be good right away. Remember, Checo was at McLaren. The car wasn't that good, but he still didn't impress much. And it took him years to go through the midfield in order for him to get to this level. Well, when he was in Sober, I, I'm not 100% sure, but he did that race at Sober that he almost got in the podiums. Oh no, he's always been so he's that, shown but, that he once he has the the utilities under him, he's able to. But it's be also at the top. like it's like Lance Stroll. He shows it, but he's not consistently there. Checo consistently the past few years has done that. Nico Rosberg was the same way. We're talking about somebody comparing it to the talent level, where it's like you come in right away and you're competitive. It's the car. We're gonna have to update our our ten best drivers on the grid standings. As far as is what I see. Um, Midfield and Constructor Championship standings. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the midfield, right? McLaren, dude, Lando on the first lap made up nine places. Then he was just nowhere, right? Um, Carlos Sainz was floating around the top, kind of like a, um, I don't know. Cream? Like cream? I was going to say like a turd. 
Oh my god! Wow. Uh, Carlos Sainz okay. finished fourth. Lando finished tenth, and it was just like kind of, kind of. That's all she wrote. Um, Carlos Sainz got twelve points. Lando Norris one point. The story really is Sergio Perez winning twenty five points. Lance Stroll third place fifteen points. That's forty points. That kind of. They we, overtook McLaren. When we thought standings. that race was over. We, yeah, we thought McLaren was going to run away with it. And now... A first and third are going to show up there. Yeah, and now here we are. I'm going to run down the constructors. Racing point, 194. McLaren, 184. Renault, 172. Renault, see you later. Enjoy fifth place. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. They're not getting 1-3. In it's a shame because... Not in Abu Dhabi. We have one race left and that's not... a track that suits him in Abu Dhabi we dude we all sat here thinking dude Danny Ricardo, he's gonna carry that yeah. team Esteban Ocon well, is pretty has. good just the racing point car being that just that much better kind of hurt them uh what are we I mean I mean the racing point car is finally where it belongs I think it is you could say it's the third best car in the grid yeah and remember yeah. they lost 15 points yeah they you're lost right. 15 points on the constructors you know, we we I remember the criticism we gave them was that at the beginning of the season that they're not living up to the potential of that car. Definitely living up to that potential now. By the way, that was this season. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It seems what like it was so season. long ago. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we see? The longest short do we season think ever. That, yeah. Do we think that McLaren will be able to overtake Racing Point? No. No. I don't see it. I don't see... I don't see Lando as being consistent enough this year. Yeah, to be able to make it. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Even though science is I hope they lights do. out, man. Yeah? I hope they do because this is racing What's points the point second weekend. Right now is ten, ten points. This is racing points second weekend having good weekends. Remember last weekend they uh, they had the engine blowout. They had the engine so. How is it their second weekend? Meaning that throughout the race, they were good and then just misfortunes again. Okay, so, all right. But yeah, but Bahrain is a fast track. It kind of suits them. So now we're going to Abu Dhabi. My client will, be, will perform better than Racing Point in, in Abu Dhabi. So they okay. will get better points. Who tells, who's telling you that? I, I am. I'm, telling, I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to uh, read out some some stats here from uh, here we go. Our, our Twitter friend <laughs> at the Colin Card. Uh, actually a New York-based uh, Formula One fan. We should hit him up. Uh, last points from the last six races. P1 Hamilton, 127. P2 Perez, 69. P3 Verstappen, 61. Four, Sainz, 56. Five, Ricardo, 49. Bora, six with 44. Leclerc with 41. Seventh, Albon, uh, eighth with 28. I'm going to skip down. Norris, P11, 22. You can't, yeah, you can't, up. you have... You need two cars. You have Leclerc ahead of you, Albon ahead of you, Gasly ahead of you, your own teammate ahead of you by 44 points. P13, Stroll, 17 points the last six races. Remember, second is Paris with 69. Nice. Well, it's what I'm saying, what I said before about Stroll, not consistent. But... uh he seems to be on form these last few races. And I, you're right. I think Abu Dhabi does suit McLaren better. But that car is just faster. 
<laughs> the the racing point is just faster. So Do you see racing point having you could say another weekend without you know consistency. You don't we don't get that from them. Yeah, obviously, you know, the Bahrain Grand Prix, you know, and Checo's engine blew up, but they were having a pretty good race up to that point. Mm-hmm. So do you see them having another weekend now? <laughs> they can't do three. So you can't you're do saying McLaren wins. McLaren McLaren's gonna overtake them this weekend. Yeah. So all right. That's tough. But they still gotta get you're saying ten points to tie and go over them. So it'd be tough to you know uh, you to don't jump th- over you don't think that they tell Stroll yo chill the hell out nah. don't dive on anybody stay away from everybody no I think that's what he's been doing that's I the reason think why McLaren he's will have a better weekend this weekend this weekend coming up they'll have gonna, a better weekend but I don't think not, I don't think they're but gonna now that I'm dude, I'm actually doing the math they won't be able to double take the lead when when you think about where uh, where Lando Norris has been finishing eight nine ten dude that's that's what one two four points that's not gonna get you enough that's not gonna get you there. That's that's pretty much why I landed now on my second. I landed there myself. So all right. So a drivers a drivers championship. Sergio Perez fourth with one hundred and twenty five. Daniel Ricardo fifth with one hundred and twelve. Sergio Perez, right? Yeah. Sure. Leclerc sixth with ninety eight. Carlos Sainz seventh with ninety seven. And Albon. Sergio Perez is missing consistency. I don't see how he can lose that lead. Uh, yeah, I don't see it either. That's Thirteen if, points. If then. he's not. If he's oh, not fourth, is... yeah, it's thirteen points. You would have to he would have to DNF for exactly. that. It's and thirteen then... points, and we're talking about in the midfield, and you know that's a big. If you're talking about two or three races left, then. yeah, but it's only one race in the midfield. So. The points math drop. Yeah, yeah, con- yeah. It's not. I mean, and if, and if, unless R- Ricardo gets like a podium or something, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because third is fifteen. But these are but this track. Abu Dhabi is definitely a track that it does not suit Renault at all. We shall see, guys. I I messed up on my outline. I we we mentioned the Mercedes boys, but we didn't talk about Valtteri Bottas. And I remembered going through the uh, the stats here. He's in trouble. He's in trouble, or even the bad luck. It doesn't cover up his uh, performances. Right? No, because he. Well, Bottas falls into his bad luck. If he if he if he gets his race start correct, which he had no reason not to, then I don't see him I don't see him going through all the problems. Absolutely, that he did. absolutely right. That to seal you second nailed place it right there. in the points, he needed at least to finish third in in this past weekend because he needed at least fifteen points to seal to seal second place. Yes, he didn't seal it. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't seal it, and the person that he was he's fighting he got lucky. DNF got DNF. He got lucky. So come on. So right now, Boras is 16 points ahead in second place, 205 to 189 Max Verstappen. Do we see, uh, essentially, Boras would have to. DNF. DNF. Max Verstappen would have to win fastest lap. And then. That's not going to (laughs) happen. I mean, Boras has second place. It's just locked in. It's just. Fifth place? Huh? If, If Max wins and gets fastest lap, Boras would have to get fifth or lower, I think. Does. It could happen. It it could. Yeah, man, that's nah, that would be nuts. I don't think so. Yeah, because Max would oh Max would not have the tiebreaker. He has not won more races than Boras, so he has to finish. Boras I mean, has to finish six. Just remember that the the you know Max does have a win, but it was because Mercedes had tire trouble at Silverstone. Uh, you know that's 
Damn, you have a good freaking memory. Dude. Yeah, I never remember that. <laughs> that was so long ago. That was and the then anytime Max has many, no. anytime Max has no. finished second, yeah. is is way behind the Mercs. Uh, yeah, the tire trouble thing happened. It was the, the 70th anniversary. Yeah, the that 70th anniversary. GP. Max didn't get first place that time. He, the second race he did. Oh, the, oh, the second, second race, race he did. Yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. Damn, that was a great. Damn, what a great season, man! <laughs> Holy crap! It was the shortest, longest. Season. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Thoughts on the new guys, Aitken, Fittipaldi, whatever. Need to see more, right? Yeah, it we was need too to, much of an action. We need to see race. more. It was obviously Aitken didn't didn't you know, he help himself? He didn't help himself, but obviously it's his first race, and Fittipaldi is in a house, man. So I mean, Aitken do? before this weekend was what? Just a reserve driver for him. He yeah. was a reserve driver for so, for Williams, mm-hmm. and uh, he before he was a he was a development driver for Renault. Okay, so I'm gonna just breeze through something since we're running a little long. What do you guys think, Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin up in the? Maybe we could talk about it later in our next season, our next episode. But what? Any any quick thoughts on the on the on the on the Haas signing? The Haas finally getting both of the drivers signed. Yeah, new drivers. Interesting both. choice on two rookie drivers. Um, Interesting they didn't go with Checo, or maybe he didn't want to go there. Yeah, I mean th- that car does not look like it's going to be improving much next season. And uh, go Ferrari and <laughs> hater, and <laughs> obviously, um, they didn't want to pay. I think Haas was doesn't want to pay their drivers a lot of money. They're looking for a pay driver that doesn't cost them that much. And Nikita Mazepin, 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 Mazepin is probably the perfect driver for them. And obviously with their ties to Ferrari, F2 champion, Schumacher, ooh, that's going to bring a lot of publicity. Why wouldn't you bring him up? So elaborate on that for me, the, when you said that they're looking for a pay driver that doesn't cost them a lot of money. So pretty yeah. much the money that the driver brings him, the driver is taking it. They don't want to take it as a salary. They, the driver pays himself. That's what Paris does. No, I mean, but the, the team has to pay him also. I mean, there's only so much sponsorship money that you can that you can bring in. Who brings one to Paris? But Paris doesn't want to race there. That's also mm-hmm. that's also the thing. Like nobody, a, a, a driver of Paris's caliber at this point is not going to drive for a back marker. Yeah. He's he's he won't. He said it. I'm either sitting out. I'm either driving for Red Bull next season. I'm sitting out. I'm sure there's going to be opportunities for 2022. So here's what I'll say. Right, whatever. Mike Mick Schumacher. It was coming. Obviously, the name, the history. He won the F2 championship this weekend. So whatever. Uh, Nikita Mazepin. I think that it is the continuation of in Formula One this trend that we've had and we've seen so far of placing short term gains over the long-term improvement of the sport why do i say that right we have more money coming in obviously you need to survive and you need to as a business you need the money coming in and his dad is a billionaire just like lance Stroll's dad uh nikita mazabin is not better than calum Eilat, and i want to remind everybody uh he ferrari driver right ferrari driver calum Eilat. he uh gave him a black eye after Kalamala got in his way in, during practice. It wasn't mm-hmm. even, wasn't even a F three. Uh, yeah. Yep, it wasn't even a, a race or qualifying. Uh, he slammed the P two board, which nearly hit Yuki Tsunoda. 
insinuated that uh, George Russell should come out on an Instagram story um, or an Instagram live, whatever that he was doing, even though George Russell has a girlfriend. Um, he has um, talked down to women, asking them for nudes in exchange for a paddock pass. Um, oh <laughs> he threw a party when nine mine workers were killed at a fire in Eurochem in his dad's mine. He had a party, I think that was the same day. Um, he, he, um, actually posted a, a Instagram story one year since the guy in Wuhan ate a bat. Happy birthday, COVID. Very insensitive considering that even here in America, whatever, here in America, we've lost a ton of people, but all over the world, this has just been a disaster. And even this past weekend in the F2 uh, race, just dangerous driving, I think that it's going to be, uh, how do I say this? The uh, stuff always washes out, right? Even though you have a ton of money, it's just, it's the short-sightedness. You want to make your sport better overall. Where would we be if George Russell wasn't in because some pay driver was able to uh, if Nicholas Latifi was able to pay up and get into the, the Mercedes drive somehow, whatever, we would not have been as excited because the talent always wins out. What if Charles Leclerc would not have won out? What if, you know, whatever, Max Verstappen, whoever, like the next most talented guy, I don't know. I, I feel a certain type of way. Obviously, you hear it in my voice. You see the examples I brought up. Well, Checo said it, said that um, the fact that he does not have a drive next season just goes to show you that necessarily you don't have the best drivers in F1 at the time. And it's because of what, you know, you just went through. It's Mazepin. Yeah. Well, not Mazepin, but it's Alban. just, yeah, it's just, Chirocan no, not even Albon. I'm just talking about, well, it, it is because people, the money is prioritized over the talent. And, it's a business, man. Yeah. And, uh, Obviously, I didn't know a lot of that stuff about <laughs> Nikita Mazepin. Uh, so we're getting a Mazepin says Paul Brett. Yeah, and in, um, in in the worst kind, of course. And uh, I'm thinking about like how's how's the history of of um, Santino Ferrucci uh, Santino was, Ferrucci a, was, was the same yeah. way. Uh, American driver from Connecticut. He drives an Indy car. Dad's now. a billionaire as well. Yeah, super loaded, but. You know, it's, I don't know, it, it's always been a part of the sport, but when we watch F1, we want to see the best drivers go toe-to-toe, and that's not happening. And now we have, after this season, if Checo doesn't get a drive, we're going to have two drivers, I think, that deserve to be on the grid that are not on the grid, being Checo and Nico Hulkenberg. Right. We I had with you then. Sorokin, you mentioned, that's another, it just washed out. We see every every weekend, we see Mr. Saturday, George Russell, in literally the worst car. Everybody's excited. Everybody's hyped. Oh, is he going to get a point this? Where's the talk for Nicholas Latifi? What's the name of that, that guy that he's on, F, uh, on India as well? He Erickson. Was, Erickson. He had, he had a lot of money. He had a lot of sponsorships. Lot of too, yeah? yeah. But those are my thoughts. We could elaborate next week. I'm sorry for dropping the bombs that I did, but whatever. <laughs> Again, just obviously you want long-term thinking, but obviously you just need the money, especially after a year like this one. Yeah. Poor um, So, gentlemen, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix preview. 
Yay. Yeah. Ruben, hit us off with a little bit of history. Uh, there's not much history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the the track first came on the scene at um, during Abu Dhabi had like an F1 weekend or something like that, and, it, and that's when they announced it. That was back in 2007. It, it was like a, such a huge event. Like they brought a bunch of. It was like the was biggest, that when Ferrari World Open? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It was it was the it was a week it was uh, supposedly the they biggest had a showcase right yeah it was like a showcase mm-hmm. it was the biggest weekend F one ever had where there was not a Grand, Grand Prix involved oh wow okay so that was back in two thousand seven and that's when they announced the official launch all that stuff like that it made it to the calendar in two thousand nine first wow. and it was a uh, it's the first ever uh, day night race where it starts like at five p.m. and all the lights are all the floodlights are already turned on so the transition into night. It's not that much noted for. Uh, it's located in Yas Island, which is hence the name yes, Yas Marina. Marina Circuit. I went there. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> so why am I talking about the history? No, no, when no, you no, walk no, the no, track. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, most wins by the driver is Lewis Hamilton. Uh, most wins by constructors is Mercedes six, with six, followed by Rebel with three. Then uh, the most wins by manufacturers is uh, seven for Mercedes, followed by Renault has four. Uh, I'm going to say now something that Wellington's been saying for the past couple of weeks that I actually wrote it down this weekend. <laughs> uh, the circuit length is 3.451 miles. The mm-hmm. number of laps is 55. Sorry, was And <laughs> stole my thunder. <laughs> yeah. Last, <laughs> last pole position was uh, by Lewis Hamilton. Fastest lap record is also held by Lewis Hamilton. And the last podium, which is last year, was Ham, Max, and Charles. <laughs> I know you got something on the track, boss. No, that's it. Yeah, you covered it all. I knew you would do that. Uh, Eventually. One, one thing that's cool is that stupid little hotel that's at the top of it that's like an orb that changes lights. Uh, the whale. The color. W the, hotel. To go, they call it the whale. The whale. <laughs> it, it, it's super all cool. LEDs, by the way. That's up. How is that inside walls? Did you get to eat there? I did not get to eat there. They don't like riffraff like me. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> the first time uh, Wellington drove a Ferrari was there. He got on the Ferrari roller coaster, a Ferrari world. I didn't drive it. I wish I drove that thing. I would have just well, somebody, He was a passenger. There you yeah. go. He was, he was a passenger, passenger in a Ferrari. A Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Just like Sebastian Vettel this year. The prancing horse. <laughs> uh, recent history 2019, Hamilton won, Verstappen uh, second, and Leclerc third. Uh, which is actually interesting because that was at after the uh, engine scandal. I just uh, said that too. You did so say that, yeah. Lewis Hamilton, <laughs> Vettel, Verstappen in 2018, 2017, Valtteri Bottas, Lewis Hamilton, and Sebastian Vettel. And 2016, Lewis Hamilton, Nico Rosberg, and Sebastian Vettel. 2016, obviously, being when Rosberg. How about 2015? 2015, I didn't uh, put down here. That was Rosberg won that one, though. Dude. You love Rosberg, don't you? No, no, it was just because I remember the momentum that he got because he won like because, the last Yeah, you're right, because he races. won going into, into 2016. <laughs> Gentlemen, our favorite uh, topic of discussion oh here. God. What does this track look like? Yancy, I will invite you. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do something different. We posted this, this question on Twitter, uh, at Jump to Start F1. Again, we had a couple people, uh, we had a couple people respond. Uh, the Brothers Hunt, at Hunt Brothers F1. Responded, said it looked like a mistake. (laughs) Considering the race history of this track, meaning that the races here are boring. boring. They're not very good. And it has been considered one of uh, Herman Tilke's 
worst tracks. Yeah, I think the guy's Why? spot on. Huh? Why? I don't know. It's just because it's um, you got one straight and the rest are just like got a lot of 90. It looks like a lot of 90 degree corners or close to 90 degree corners, which we all hate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. It's just it doesn't lend to good racing usually. Another Twitter follower, Eduardo Moreno at edu moren m o r e n u m o seven called it a poop emoji. Let's leave it at that. A piece that of, one. Yes, a piece of poop emoji. No. Now, if you put that one, um, no, no, no. He didn't say it looked like it. He just said that it is a piece of poop oh. emoji. Okay, yeah, or chocolate frozen yogurt is what I like to say. And then our other friends over at In the Gravel Trap, at Trapped in Gravel, said that to him it looked like a nightmare to draw when he does his Sunday evening disaster <laughs> of a race review or <laughs> Sunday evening a disaster when he does his race review. So obviously check out our friends at Trapped in Gravel. Uh, Yancy, what do you think it looks like? It looks like a, um, to me, it looks like one of those old school Western revolvers in a holster. <laughs> I would say, Especially if you look at this one. Really? Yeah. Really yeah. When you look at the Pirelli uh, C2, C3, C4 uh, graphic. <laughs> That's what it looks Ruben, like. Ruben, what yeah. do you got, man? Uh, obviously, you know, you could say water gun, revolver, yeah. you know, bottle opener. <laughs> I think. <laughs> you stole my answer, man. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I think it looks. You know when you go to the uh, the metal scrapyard, they <laughs> yeah. have like that. I guess that crane that just grabs yeah. the metal by the bunch. You could say that a little bit. I don't know the name of the of the attachment. The big magnet? No, no not no, the no, magnet. No, no. Magnet's flat. It's like a grapple almost. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly so you will say that the claw. claw. There you go, like a like, yeah. the claw. I think it looks like a, a alien ray gun, like the ones that you find in like uh, Halo. <laughs> what the yeah. hell is that Dude. Halo the game come on yeah. like a ray gun or, or obviously number one it looks like a bottle opener <laughs> that looks more like, like a, a bottle, bottle opener yeah. than I think you said Silverstone looked like a bottle yeah. opener I think I said all of them look like a bottle opener yeah. <laughs> <laughs> predictions I well let's assume that Hamilton does not come back he's not coming back I am putting Bodas first, Russell second, Max Verstappen third, Sergio Perez fourth, thus clinching the uh, position and the constructors for uh, Racing Point. Who will you put fifth? Fifth, I'll put Carlos Sainz. We're I, assuming I that Hamilton's not coming back? Assume Hamilton's not coming back. I'll do it. I will say George Russell, Bodas, Max. Paris, I wanted to say that. Paris and <laughs> and for fifth, I was going to say signs as well, because Ricardo's not going nowhere this weekend. The, Renault is not doing anything this weekend. Who else would you put? Norris? Come on, no, he has a He's too far back. Stroll? I don't know. I'm gonna put Russell, Verstappen, Bottas. Paris? No, dude. Paris has been driving so lights out. Signs fourth. Perils fifth. Okay. Science is driving really good, man. And yeah. Okay, people. One hour, 30 minutes. Let's wrap it up. We'll talk to you guys after the race. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs>